When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's bring in broadcaster, and he's a great commentator, Ken Laban. Ken, good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. No problem, Wada. Pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, uh, Ken, so Steve believes, not to panic here, that it's about still building, that you don't win the World Cup in the first week. I I don't know. I just haven't seen enough from Ian Foster to buy into that. I I just think there are too many records, too many losses, too many black marks next to his name. Um, Are you concerned? Um, yeah, I yeah I am to be honest. Um, I suppose if we just want to have a um, a narrow conversation about um, winning the World Cup, then um, the All Blacks haven't got off um, to a great start, and those teams that obviously won um, the first round have. But you know, I think in my view, mate, it marks it masks a greater problem um, for the game down this end of the world that um, I'm hoping if there's a demise of the All Blacks and a demise of Australia, that, um, that they have that debate. Yeah, yeah well, see, Ken, I, I've come out and I've said this in an editorial today. I look at the state of club rugby around the country. It's a disaster. MPC, well, it's no longer appointment viewing. It's no longer the default setting. It's got zero engagement. Most kids wouldn't even know what the Ranfurly Shield is. Uh, most people couldn't even tell you who holds it these days. We've got super rugby where players are just being pulled out um, in the name of the All Blacks. I'm still wanting to know how rest and rotation helped the All Blacks against South Africa and helped us yesterday. And, you know, we've put all our eggs in the All Black basket. And then we've got coaches telling us, judge me on the World Cup. It's okay to lose. Judge me on the World Cup. So we've reduced the game to once every four years. And, you know, player numbers are down due to concussion. And uh, I just can't see a positive going forward. Yeah, well, um, I've got a sort of same but slightly different theory. Uh, Mark, let's just quickly, if I use an NRL analogy for the point I want to make, could you imagine what the NRL would look like if you took out the top five teams that comprised all of the state of origin players and all of the Australian test players? What would the NRL be like then? Is it be the equivalent of the NPC or the decline and demise that we have seen of Super Rugby? Well, that's what's happened to Super Rugby. Now, the all-black team, it may or may not be the strongest team or the weakest team. Everybody's going to have a view on that, but one thing I'm pretty clear about, this All Black team has come out of the weakest Super Rugby competition in 25 years. And whoever the Ningong was, and I don't know how much we paid him or her, who thought that it was going to be good for Super Rugby to let the South African teams pull out. And let's bear in mind, this is World Cup number, was this World Cup number nine or whatever it is, or ten? Ten, I think, yeah. Uh, South Africa won three, we've won three in Australia have won two. So in effect, eight of the nine Super Rugby, um, eight of the nine World Cups have been run, have been won by uh, players coming out of the Super Rugby competition. And um, watching the All Black team try to uh, try to step up against South Africa two weeks ago, try to step up against France, try to step up in a couple of recent failed attempts um, against Ireland. And normally when you're used to watching the All Blacks run away 
with uh, against these opponents in the last 20 minutes of games, which is traditionally what we've seen over the years, and we haven't seen it in the last couple, I just put it down to they're just playing in a weaker, not as competitive Super Rugby competition that they used to. Um, and of course, the point you make about you know, to me, it only seems like yesterday you're going along to Sky Stadium in Wellington with the average crowd of 28,000 um, for, for every one of the Hurricanes um, home games. All the superstars were there from the Blues and the Hurricanes and the Crusaders and the Chiefs um, or whatever, and it was sensational footy, great crowds, great interest. Then as a result, I, you know, I think that was a factor in the level of intensity and in uh, competition. And, I'm, you know, I have the same view about the netball, um, as well, you know, now now that we kind of muck around down the shallow end of the pool playing ourselves all the time and not the, the tough Australian teams, that's taken an edge um, off the players. And um, and I think so. When I said earlier about you know it's time to have that uh, time to have that debate, we need some administrators who can who can basically stand up, see what's required, and make the changes. You know, we can you can change you can change a all black coach every year if you think that'll make if you think that'll make a difference, but it won't change the environment that the players are coming out of. And to me, that's the bigger debate that needs to have needs to happen post this World Cup. We're caught really poorly down here in the situation of we're trying to provide entertainment versus trying to win test matches. The the way Super Rugby is played is open, free flowing, throwing the ball around. The Northern Hemisphere style is this just brutal ruck and more battle, you know, with scrum and set piece. So I just, you know, I watched England. Well, I didn't watch it because I turned it off because I couldn't watch any more of it. You know, that game that the the Northern Hemisphere played this morning, England versus Argentina, was you know that to them that's entertainment, and to to us, I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. We need to find, I think, where we get caught. Super Rugby is entertaining, but it's not test match rugby and it's not winning test match rugby like the ugly win and uh, that's where I think people are, are dropping away watching the like I, I, I turned off like I, I love what I love playing rugby I love watching rugby I turned off the rugby this morning because I just couldn't bring myself to watch that dribble coming out of the English team but you know everyone's raving around it because they won and, and I just think we need to find a happier medium between entertaining uh, the rules and 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 making our game a spectacle for people to watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, well, you know, a quality group of administrators who've got their potential and ability to um, to market, promote, and organise, um, you know, organise you know events around the game to encourage the crowd to come back will be a factor um, as well. You know. Everyone's going to have, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion about, you know, where they like the game or what kind of game that they prefer um, to see. But I suppose, you know, do you want to do you want to lose beautiful or win ugly? That's a debate we've had many times. Yeah. And um, you know, the Poms won. Uh, they won boringly. They kicked off goals and they did it at three points at a time. But you know, they're they're one from one going in with a little bit of confidence next weekend. Yeah, but I mean, that's winning. But is it is it is it going to make for watching? Like, is, should that be the but, spectacle? But no one's watching now, though, Steve. Well, people people are turning. They, they fill, the, fill the stadium, right, in, in for the Rugby World Cup. They, they're filling stadiums for people to watch it. I just don't think that's – it's not entertaining. You know, people people are turning over watching other sh- other sports because they're entertaining. I just don't – what the rules produce for us right now is not entertaining rugby for me. Yeah, yeah, but I think Ken mentioned the problem here too is that our best players are no longer playing. They've been rested. They've been rotated. They've been wrapped up in cotton wool the whole time. Yeah, agreed. And I don't think that helps either. No, agreed. 
but the rules allow a team that's trying to stop you uh, to be competitive, and I, I don't agree with that. Uh, King, can I ask you, Ethan Blackadder going over, great decision for me. I think he would be, he'll add a real injection, particularly in terms of cover. Uh, the other player that I would like to see there, nothing to, in, in all seriousness, nothing to do with the fact he came out of Mount Abbott Grimmer, but I'd love to see Jack Goodyear over there. I'm still just not convinced that Rico Awani, you know, we're falling into the same trap. We've got a first five playing at fullback. We've got our best fullback playing on the wing. We've got our best winger playing at centre. We've got a second string fullback playing at second five eight. We've got our best number seven playing at number eight, mate. We've learnt nothing. <laughs> Nothing from Christian Cullen in 99. We've learnt nothing from Leon McDonald in 2003. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when you put it, you know, when you put it like that. Um, you know, and I guess versatility is the concept that they'll try to sell it in terms of... Um, and I suppose if you win, no one will question you. But the fact that they lost so badly, um, you know, throws everything, throws everything in doubt. But, uh, you know, the whole 2023... In my view, mate, it's been a public relations disaster. We've seen the decline in the demise of the game locally. That in the history of the game, we haven't seen before to the extent that um, to the extent that we have. You know, the coach has already been sacked. Um, and talk about a public relations disaster, or human was or whatever. Whatever um, you want to say, probably the worst handled um, incident was turned into a debacle. That um, that the New Zealand Rugby Union has had anything. Um, to do with it, you know, we've, we saw we saw some signs that on a good day they're still capable of producing some quality um, footy, and they were only a couple of held balls away from um, from getting a good result on the weekend. You know, but nonetheless, a loss is a loss. Um, but I still think that the All Blacks did attempt to play some outstanding some outstanding footy. It just didn't it just didn't come off. Um, you know, for them, it's going to be you know overcoming the disappointment. Of um, of round one, and well, you know, well let's face it, uh, mate, they're going to win the next three games by fifty points, so um, they should comfortably make it through the second round. Ken, do you still think they can win it? I still think they can win it. You can get to the last four, um, Steve. As you know, you can win it, and um, in my view, the All Blacks are capable of getting to the last four. And then it's the, and then it's the team on the day. You know, it was a setback against France, but I, you know, I thought it was fantastic. Um, occasion, great for France, great for the game, great promotion, um, stacked house. So I thought the pre-game entertainment, all all the hype. Um, they do a far better job in the Northern Hemisphere than we do here. Um, and I thought it, I thought it was a great start. And uh, and I still think, you know, obviously, mate, you know, I'm an All Black fan through and through, um, like like everybody else. And um, I'm not going to say they're going to lose until they've lost. Yeah, mate, we need to probably touch on very quickly uh, your famous Wellington team uh, are on absolute fire at the moment in the MPC. Yeah, and, and isn't, it a sh- isn't it a shame that the, the quality and the way of the type of footy that they're playing, there's just not more people to around to enjoy it. Mm. Uh, 13,000, I was at, I did uh, Hawks Bay Bay of Plenty um, yesterday, which was a thrilling game as well, and a reminder of... Um, you know what our game, what our game should be like. You know, with the wonderful promotion, it was free entry, um, and they did a they had a big promo going in support of um, Cyclone Gabriel families um, that were affected by the disaster up there. There was a real feel good around the game, something that we used to seeing um, throughout uh, our game. But you know, unfortunately, it was a rarity. Uh, but yeah, mate, Wellington. You know, Wellington are going great. I just wish there were more people there to appreciate how well they're playing. Hey, Ken, um, 
Look, it's, I've struggled over the last two days with that all-black loss, but look, on a positive front, I can tell you, Charlie McAllister is coming back to coach Mount Albert Grammar School. Well, there you go. There you go. Something to smile hey, about, the Ken. Man Look himself. Out. The, the boys are back. Man the himself. boys are back. What was that? That's right. What was that three 1A titles three, in four years three, back in nearly 2010? Yep. A national title, a runner-up title as well. And then, yep, yep. No, nah, we're back, mate. We're back, Ken. Awesome. And then breeding ground for all blacks, mate. It's where the money should be put. <laughs> Mighty man, Albert. Oh, Steve, Steve's boys go through the school, mate. It's, it's more than coincidence, you know. There you oh, go. There you go. Leon McDonald's boys are there at the moment. It's, yeah, it's the kingdom. Anyway, we'll let you go, Ken. Really appreciate it. Great call yesterday too at the no NPC. Problem. Fantastic. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you. One thing uh, we heard in the last few weeks talking rugby, uh, Ken Laban, keep it, keep it local, you know. Yeah. He mentioned it. I, I, I honestly, truly believe that's where our rugby needs. We yeah. need to take it back to yeah. Back I, think to local. I think it's what we said last week about just taking it to small grounds. Even if you don't actually end up having a home ground, because you're taking it to Pakaranga one week, you're taking it to Western Springs the other. But you're getting people tuning up. You're getting that fan engagement. And you're starting afresh. Yeah. And showing them the product, and then saying, okay, maybe we can settle on our venue.